Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello, and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself? I'm doing fantastic. It's so good to be back with you. We are uh, we're having some fun with these podcasts. I mean, you, you're, you've built a collection. You've got a library. Yes, I'm, I'm over 100. Not 100 years old, over 100 podcasts, yeah. I guess, right? Yeah, and I, I think, I, seriously, I think the stat that came out the last time, uh, the last time I heard it was most podcasters last six episodes. <laughs> six. Whoa. You totally crushed them. You're better totally, than all of them. I beat the odds on this one, at least, <laughs> right. yes. We can boast a bit about that. That's fantastic. I've been with you for the entire ride. It's been great. I've learned so much from you. I know the listening audience has as well. And today you've brought another great topic. What are we talking about? So today I want to talk about what I think of as the number one owner metric. And people are going to go, what's that? So I'm going to I explain it. I was just it. thinking that. <laughs> I was yeah. just thinking, what, I know Eric what was the, like, what are you talking about? That's right. What is the number one owner metric? That's right. So when we work with clients, we think we have a pretty unique wealth management formula process where we work with investment management as fiduciaries, which is kind of the meat and potatoes, I guess. Uh, we think we do a really good job of it, but that's what a lot of advisors do. But where we really think we add value is when what we call advanced planning. And we offer advanced planning to our clients consisting of things like wealth transfer, You know how we want to make sure that wherever you want your wealth to go, that it goes there quickly and efficiently or wealth protection, make sure that it's not unjustly confiscated, it's protected, or we work with charitable giving. We call wealth enhancement things like looking at your debt structure, tax planning, et cetera. So today, what I want to talk about with this metric is really, it focuses on enhancing the wealth of a business owner and also protecting the wealth of the business owner and really doing that by Focusing a business owner's mind on what we think is the number one owner metric. And, and it, there's basically four steps that we can kind of, we use with our clients to kind of help them focus on that. So that's kind of a rambling overview of what I think I want to cover today. How's that? That sounds great. And it, uh, it's kind of dawned on me on a, a podcast that you did a while ago. You had, I think you're the one that taught me the quote, it's not about what you earn, it's about what you keep, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And I always thought about that as a person, right? As a personal mission to keep more of what I earn, but you really opened my eyes to the same thing for business, right? It's not about what the business earns. It's about what the business can keep and therefore use for either the growth of the business or whatever. So I had to look at it from two different angles. So I, I love that. And I think this overall, you know, what you described is a huge part of what you're going to talk about today. Definitely. Yeah. And so when I talk about metric, if you, the listeners aren't driving in their car, don't Google, but you might've Googled what is metric and metric is just a, a standard for measuring or evaluating something. So we, in our industry, our jargon, we call it benchmarks, you know, so when we're working with clients, they might say, well, you know, on the investment side, how are we doing compared to the S and P or the Dow or the bond indexes, et cetera. So that's one metric. Oftentimes though, as an, as an entrepreneur business owner, and that's what I am because I've 
owned my own firm for, gosh, most of my 36 year career. There's different business metrics that entrepreneurs need to focus on. And, you know, so for example, when I come in in the morning, I don't look at it every day, but I have a dashboard of key metrics for my business that I want to make sure that we're following. And one is it could be following based on goals we've set, could be following based on what our peers are doing, you know, because we have, we can compare our metrics or our benchmarks to what our industry tells us other top performing firms are doing. The problem that I have found over time when I talk to business owners is that they think of the primary metrics or their look, their metrics they're looking at are what we call managing metrics or something like where you might hire a CFO, you might hire a chief operating officer, an office manager, and really they should be kind of monitoring and tracking and reporting to you what some of these managing or how the business is being managed metrics. But I find a lot of times business owners are just too deep in the woods about managing. So for example, like accounting, your accountant, your CPA, your CFO, your controller, your accounting firm, they should be helping you with a benchmark that's showing profit margins, debt to equity, what's your what's your overhead you know, compared to sales, compared to other things like that. And then how is that comparing to what you wanted it to be? How is that comparing to what other, if you're in the transportation business or a construction business, how does that compare to what other top firms are doing? And your CFO should be doing that, the kind of the day-to-day thing. So like construction, we work with a lot of contractors and they'll look at percentage of completion of a project or they always have to monitor cash flow. You want to make sure your bid pipeline is full. So there's things that they track. But like I said, you should be hiring people on your internal team to manage some of those key metrics that, that about operating. But where we think you should really focus as a business owner is really on treating your business as an asset. As just like you look at your 401k, your house, maybe you're investing in property, other things you might own. You know, and Eric, I'm guessing if I asked you what the value of your house is now, what the value of your house is when you purchased it, what the market looks like that, you probably have a good feel for that mm-hmm. because that's an asset that you're not really managing it because it's a house, but at the same time you are. And And we try to get business owners to step back and look at their asset, look at their business as an asset and say, well, what's the rate of return I'm earning on that? You know, how, how profitable is, what kind of profit am I generating and what kind of equity do I have invested? Because I think that's really where, when we get business owners to focus on that key metric, where they look at all their different investments, all their different assets, and they treat their business like an asset, it really changes their mindset and helps us to really help them plan. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a perfect example. I love that. Yeah. And like one of the most famous examples and a big size of it is really like uh, GE and Jack Welsh was kind of a famous CFO or CEO, I should say. And the basic strategy they had was they would meet each year or throughout the year and and you would come to Jack Welsh and his team and say, um, you know, as a business unit, as a, they had insurance divisions, they had big jet engine divisions, et cetera. And whoever was running each division, they would basically come to the to GE, to Jack Welsh's team and say, I'm bidding for capital. You know, I'm making a pitch. This is what we plan on doing. This is the kind of rate of return we think we can generate. And as a result, you had all these different business units 
that really did treat treat it like not they were managing a business, but they were hiring the people really to do the day to day. But they were treating it like an investment, like an asset. And and we've done some of that with several clients where we create what we call a family bank, where you know the client has maybe sold a business or accumulated wealth. They put money in either in like a trust or LLC or something like that, and they basically evaluate business opportunities that maybe their kids or other people might come to them with. It's a smaller scale compared to GE for sure, but you use some of the same processes. And mm -hmm. it's that mentality where you're treating your business like a, a like an asset with a rate of return. And you know what are some other alternative investments I could be making? It really helps you then step back and get into the next few steps where we talk about growing the value of those assets. Gotcha. All right. And, and there's one thing I'll just throw in here because- it's a question I get when I see it a lot. And, you know, when I meet with a client or I meet with somebody who's looking to work with us, they're oftentimes very happy in, uh, to pay, let's say, a financial advisor like us, where they're paying us a percentage of assets to manage their 401k or their IRA or their portfolios. And we then provide our benchmarks. You know, what's the cost of the service we provide? What's the benefit? And, it's, and we try to help them with transparency to figure out that cost benefit and to make sure that we're still adding value. But very rarely do I see a business owner look at their own business and say, what am I paying advisors, my accountants, my attorneys, my other consultants? And what is that as a percentage of the business value? And are, is each, are each of those consultants or advisors helping me grow the value of that business? And that's really what I'm trying to get at, Eric, is that instead of looking day to day on you know, what's my cash flow? What's my my operating benchmarks? If I can get clients to step back and treat it like an asset and say, what's my rate of return? And then look at alternative ways to invest the money. It really helps us with the next three steps that we take with them. Okay. So is that something that that can that comes pretty naturally to them when you get them to do this? Or is this something that they just kind of have to retrain their brain and, and approach it from a different angle? It's a retrain the brain oftentimes because you know, a lot of um, a lot of contractors we work with, plumbers, HVAC, heating, and you know, so a lot of times they're what we call accidental owners, where, you know, maybe you became a plumber because where you were working for some other plumbing firm contractor, you're like they're just not doing it right. They're for some reason they're not providing the service we think they need, or, or you think you could do it better, or you want the financial independence of running your own firm, and all of a sudden you've got this large plumbing contractor, HVAC contractor firm. And you're still in their day-to-day -day and you're not stepping back. You're not looking at the forest view and, and saying, you know, what is this What is this asset worth if I need to exit? So it oftentimes takes a while to really get business owners to step back and look at it this way, to this different kind of metric. Yeah. And I would assume that looking at it as though they need to exit is almost like trying to get a family to do a will in a way, right? Because it, you're like, well... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I have to do it, then that means something bad has happened or maybe something good has happened so they can exit their business, but they still don't want to think about it because they love their business, right? Yeah. And yes. What I have found and what other, I think, advisors have found through reading and studying and networking is oftentimes even a business owner like that plumber who created the firm, you know, they don't really perceive themselves as needing to exit or wanting to exit until at some point there's a reason for it. Maybe it's yeah. health. Maybe it's just they're getting older, they're getting tired, or they just don't like it anymore. But oftentimes what we talk to them about as well, maybe you're not thinking of exiting, but 
wouldn't you, would you want to be able to transition out, have the option to transition out? And the answer is always, they always raise their hand at that. Yes, we want the yeah. option, but we don't, we're not sure we necessarily are needing to exit. And oftentimes they, they wait too long to plan. So yes, it's just like doing the will. You know, when you talk to attorneys, they're like, Mr. Attorney, do you have your will? And they're like, no, not yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, okay. so if we can get a business owner to really focus on that key metric that, you know, I'm looking at it as an asset, I'm trying to measure the rate of return. Then we go to the next three steps. And the first one is we can then help you with processes to help you protect that asset. So oftentimes as a business owner, when I look at their estate, their net worth, their estate, their balance sheet, the asset is the largest asset. Now that's not always the case, but oftentimes it is. So we need to protect it. We need to make sure that if that's what's going to provide them financial security, financial independence for the rest of their life, for their family, we need to do things like make sure that they have the proper team focusing on accounting, that they're getting accurate and timely information. There's checks and balances. We need to make sure that when we look with their team that on a legal perspective, that there's employment agreements, there's buy-sell agreements, trusts, estate planning has been done. Oftentimes there's patents or trademarks. We need to make sure they're protected. We also want to just make sure, you know, I'm not in the property and casualty business, but you know, I've I've worked with a number of clients this year as a result of the hurricanes in Florida. And boy, I'm learning a lot about wind versus water versus surge damage. And really, there's a lot of our number of our clients really weren't as protected as we thought they were. And that could blow a big hole into your plan if you're not protected. Protecting your this largest asset you have, once you treat it with this metric, like it's you know, you're looking at the rate of return and what it's providing to you, it there's a lot to it. And it doesn't all happen overnight, but we help clients kind of walk through the checklist and kind of pick the priorities and make sure that we're helping them protect it so that they can live a financial freedom life. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And then once we know that we're on the path to making sure it's protected, we go to the next step, which is, okay, now you have this largest asset on your balance sheet. How do we help you grow it? So when you look at a stock portfolio, a 401k, when you mm -hmm. look at a real estate investment, you're typically looking at, you know, what what kind of rate of return can I make? What What's the forecast? How can I improve it? And that's really what we try to do next is we have processes for value building. There's basically eight key drivers that build value for a business. So we work over a number of years with our clients to make sure that they're focusing on those eight drivers, things like sales training, strategy consulting, Oftentimes, the owner is just doing too much. Clients tend to call the owner rather than their team. Uh -huh. Really a big one we do, and we're not in executive recruiting, but we try to help clients connect so that they're recruiting and retaining these key people that allow them to step out of the business and make sure that these people are in the right chairs doing the right things. So there's a whole other list of, of strategies that we help implement to then help grow this largest asset so that when you do choose to transition out, you transition for hopefully the highest value for the highest after-tax value. So let me ask you this. You did a podcast on this. Do you remember what number out of curiosity? Ah, no, that would require me to think in advance. But uh, yeah, so here's the thing. Maybe listener. we can post that at the, in, the, in the podcast yes. itself. On the yeah, notes. that would be great. Once we recognize which number that was, we'll get that as a, as a link in the podcast notes. Yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be great. 
And then, you know, once you've kind of reset your mind to think of this, think of your business in this, with this new metric where you're looking at it as an asset, you've got the processes going to protect it. You've got the processes in place to grow it. The one area where I see clients really don't plan for until the end is really, how do we help you realize the value that you've built? In other words, you've spent all this time, energy, you love the business, but now that you're you know, possibly exiting or even just transitioning, how do we help you realize it? So things like stepping back, are you able to do that? Do you have the right people in place to do that? If you were, I did a previous podcast and I do have this one. We actually just recorded it and it should be coming up right before this one. It's called Thinking Through Your Tax Strategy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, this is part of it. it. It's what, like you said, it's what you keep, not what you make. And we can help you realize the value of what you've built. We can help you pull it out better with less taxes if you have an ongoing tax strategy that you're kind of looking at it each year. And the other part of it too is with all of our clients, especially when they're on the path to just preparing for a transition, we make sure that we do some sort of valuation up front. It could be a formal evaluation done by a CPA, a, charter, a certified valuation analyst, or it can also be a less formal. We have two different tools we use for that. But the, the bottom line is you want to know at least what it's worth today, just like you want to know what your IRA is worth today, so that one year, three year, five years down the road, you can track and monitor whether or not some of these strategies are actually working and you can see the cost benefits. For you to realize what you've built, you really need to be able to track the value of this greatest asset you have. And then the final piece is really just planning psychologically for exiting. And I have done a couple of podcasts on that. I think 106, I was with Scott Benning, you know, who recently exited. And then there was a two-part um, episode 88 and 89, which are with Stuart McMillan, if there's business owners out there who are interested to know like what a very successful business owner thought before they exited and then after they've been exited for for one or two years, these are really great podcasts, not because of me, but because these are just amazing people offering great information to the listeners out there. Yeah. Those were fantastic discussions. I enjoyed those thoroughly. Yeah. So I guess just to kind of leave it with the listener, I would say, If you can change your mindset as a business owner to kind of step back from managing the business, instead focus on managing this greatest asset and looking for the rate of return and the capital and measuring that, just like you would your portfolios, your IRAs, et cetera, and then focus on strategies with your advisor teams to make sure that you're protecting and growing and then realizing the value, you know, from this greatest asset you have. And, And I'll just say, and this is probably 15 years ago, I was in a board meeting and I remember an attorney saying, we should hire attorneys now, you know, writing, making legal fee or writing checks to attorneys, paying legal fees is a good thing. I remember thinking, well, sure, you're an attorney. Of course, you're going to say that. But I learned much years, many years later, and I've mentioned this in podcasts that I've done. It's a really good idea to open up the checkbook and just make sure you're paying professionals up front, because if you don't, you're going to pay more tax. You're going to pay, you'll end up paying more or get less on, on the back end. So life is short. You know, none of us get out of this thing alive. You just need to plan and get on it. Yeah, absolutely. Good words. Uh, and yeah. so let's let them do that with somebody who really knows what they're doing. Give me your contact info. How do they reach you? Yeah. So they can always reach me at 219-531-4941 or send me an email at tscannell 
at HightowerAdvisors.com. And I'm very happy to talk. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you, Tim. Again, great information. I hope that people do reach out to you through those contact numbers. And listening audience, we've already told you, he's done over 100 podcasts. Go back and just dive into this library. There's so much good information there. So Tim, thank you so much again for a great podcast today. Oh, thank you, Eric. I always love talking to you. Thank you. All right. And our last thank you, of course, goes to the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Wealthstream podcast with Tim Skinnell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask you to share this podcast, rate it, and leave a review, as this actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealthstream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group comprised of investment professionals registered with Hightower Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Some investment professionals may also be registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Associates, LLC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the investment process or the investment opportunities referenced herein will be profitable. Past performance is neither indicative nor a guarantee of future results. The investment opportunities referenced herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data or other information referenced herein is from sources believed to be reliable. Any opinions, news, research, analyses, prices, or other data or information contained in this presentation is provided as general market commentary and does not constitute investment advice. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates, make no representations or warranties express or implied as to the accuracy or completeness of the information or for statements or errors or omissions or results obtained from the use of this information. Hightower Great Lakes and Hightower Advisors, LLC, assume no liability for any action made or taken in reliance on or relating in any way to this information. The information is provided as of the date referenced in the document. Such data and other information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed herein are solely those of the authors and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.